If you're ever sitting around the house and suddenly you hear a lot of scratching coming from inside the walls, would you assume it was some kind of rodent or that your house was haunted? For my guest this week, it was definitely one of those. This is the Greatest Story Ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. One person who might have an archetypal Greatest Story Ever podcast kind of story is David Simpson from Australia. David was on his boat off the coast of Australia when he was knocked into the water by a large wave while he was trying to secure a rope on his boat. The boat, which still had David's dog on board, sped off with his motor still running. David swam about half a mile to a water beacon and was eventually able to climb out of the water. Three hours later, he was eventually spotted by a rescue helicopter that was sent out after someone spotted his boat with just the dog on board. I, I like to think the dog was wearing a captain's hat. You know, the first thought that always pops into my head with a story like this is how do you deal with the immense crushing boredom of having to wait several hours to be rescued? You just count the shark fins passing you by? Of course, you'd be already pondering that question if you had surfed by KeithConradMedia.com and signed up for my free email newsletter, The New Side Quest. You'll get a collection of thought-provoking and lull-inducing stories, along with my commentary and a smattering of goofy gifts. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you happen to be listening to help new people find the show and keep the cavalcade of interesting stories going. My guest this week is a reporter for NBC5 in Chicago, and you can also hear her doing some news and traffic reporting for WGN Radio. Jen DeSalvo, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I, I know that uh, I've had uh, uh, my own encounters with uh, unwanted guests in, in my, my living space, um, but I don't think it compares to yours. No, um... I think that rats are attracted to me in the city of Chicago. Um, you don't always. And, and, for, and by the way, for for those who don't live in the city of Chicago, like rats in the city of Chicago are, you know, like I, I don't know if they're all eating deep dish pizza or something, but they're they're the size of cats. You know, it's funny that you say that they eat deep dish pizza because my story begins with living next door to one of the most famous places for deep dish and pan pizza in the city of Chicago. I won't name names, but I was the next door neighbor and uh, we shared a yard and an easement and uh, we just got fresh snow today in Chicago. But um, typically I'd have to deal with something every time we got fresh snow when I lived at this place for nearly seven years. I'd open up the back door and my complete cement backyard freshly covered with snow would look beautiful. But in the morning I'd wake up again and it looked like squirrels or something were running around the backyard with just tracks everywhere. I did not understand or know for years that they were rat tracks. And there were way too many to even be considered a livable place. Uh, it wasn't until January 16th, 2011, I found a post on Facebook which says, Woke up to horrid screeching. I may have a dead rat in the other room. I'm so freaked out. Later on that evening, dead rat, dead rat. I think I just killed one. Even I were woke up about 30 minutes ago to loud screeching and squealing like a dying rat. I can't, I won't go into the other room. I just want to sleep. I hate this. 
he was my pit bull at the time. So mm -hmm. for months prior to this, she was sniffing and scratching at the walls of my Lincoln Park apartment. Uh, and uh, she was a grown dog. There's no reason for her to be scratching at the floorboards and the baseboards and trying to get into the walls. Um, I started hearing things in the walls and in the ceiling and finally realized that I think I have rats. I called my landlord. He wasn't really keen on coming over, didn't really think that it was an issue. And so I called an exterminator and they came over. Um, but it was only after that, that I called the exterminator. Let me backtrack a little bit. Um, because Eve had treats on the counter in bags. Mm -hmm. And one morning I woke up and uh, it was chewed open and treats were all over. And I'm like, Eve, what did you do? You jumped up here and you ate your treats. Put them in a new Ziploc bag. The next morning, the same thing happened. And then I realized, wait a second, I've been hearing things. She's been scratching at the floorboards. I've been seeing tracks in the backyard. I bet you I have rodents. So now we come to, I have this uh, um, exterminator come over and he puts a trap in my cabinets. There's holes in the cabinets where the pipes go through. And I didn't realize that it was a trap. I just thought it was baked or something. Mm -hmm. It was about 3.30 in the morning on January 16th, 2011, that I woke up to that squealing because a rat got caught in the trap and it died for hours. Within the next 10 days. See, see you don't think about that because was this what, was it like a, a humane rat trap or was it like the, uh, the board, no. the, the, big, uh, the big spring thing on it? So you know what a little mouse trap looks like? Right. There's big ones for rats. Yeah. Um, it was a big one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't think about that. You think about it like it snaps and it, and it kills them instantly. You don't think about them sitting there squealing for hours. Must have been too big and the trap must have, you know, not been big enough to kill it right away. Um, so what I, in the meantime, did was kill a bottle of wine while I was crying and freaking out in my bedroom. And uh, I figured the landlord's not doing anything about this. So I called the owner of the building who promptly told me that he was going to evict me because I was lying. And wow, yeah. Um, but you know, to be fair, I was having a panic attack and drinking wine, so any phone call from somebody in that state at three o'clock in the morning would not be very well received. Um, well, well, still, you know, uh, unless they, they came over, investigated, and didn't find a rat, why would they think that you were lying? You know, I, I, I can see being a little perturbed, you know, if they said, hey, this could have waited until six in the morning instead of three. I, I'd probably be annoyed as a renter if they said that. But like I could wrap my head around them saying that. But accusing you of lying, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. One. Yeah. But as I'm like, here, do happen. you want me to bring my phone next to, you know, the trap of the squealing dying rat in the other room and I can't sleep right now? Um, yeah, it was just really weird. But within the next 10 days, we caught 11 rats, uh, 10 in my cabinets, brushing past my crock pot, my pots and pans, all of my dishes and my food and one right outside the back. Um, there was two different litters that we had caught ones that were about the size of small, of uh, large mice. So there were smaller rats and some that were full grown city rats, which, uh, I don't know. What, what are they comparable to? Like a cat, a tiger, maybe a kangaroo? Yeah, kangaroo seems about right. The the ones that I've seen. <laughs> so we um, pretty much thought that we got them cleared out. But about seven months later, we, there was a broken water pipe underneath my bathroom. And uh, I had to move out while they did a complete gut rehab. And that's when they found a lot more. 
So needless Probably to say, living in the walls, right? Yeah, living in the walls. Um, and the restaurant that was next door was just never the cleanest. It was very overpopulated and garbage is overflowing all the time. So it's just an area for rats to hang out. Plus, it's only about a block off of the river. So uh, very heavily rat traveled area. Um, still have tremors thinking of it. And uh, a couple of years after that, I took Evie to the park and we were running around at the Riverview Bike Park, the BMX Bike Park on top of the old Riverview Amusement Park foundations. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, oh, let's take a selfie, Evie. And I go to set up the camera. I turn around and she looks right at me with a dead rat hanging out of her mouth. Probably about <laughs> yeah, 14 to 16 <laughs> inches long, just big tail hanging out, big old teeth on the other side. And she's like, look what I got, mom. And I'm screaming. I'm calling the vet. And they're like, she's going to be fine. Just brush her teeth. And I'm like baking soda and lemon juice all over her teeth. Uh, they, they just they just follow me. Well, it's funny because when I when my family moved to Alabama, we moved to a, a house that was that was brand new in a you know like a subdivision that was you know actually still being built at the time, and it uh, was was built on top of um, a, a cotton field, which may or may not have been on top of an Indian burial ground. We're not oh, sure which. Um, <laughs> but uh, because of the fact that it had been a cotton field, and you know fairly recently because you know they had only been building houses there for a few months uh there were still a lot of animals sort of in the area and i think in the like first six months that we lived there um mice just just kept showing up <sighs> and not quite to the extent that that you had to deal with but you know like i'm thinking like four or five in in six months and uh, that was enough. So I, I can't even wrap my head around that. Four or five and six months. Yeah. I husband woke up one night in the place that we currently live to find a couple of mice copulating in the closet. And a few weeks later, we caught about four or five mice. Yeah. Made sure to have the landlord patch everything up and then knock on wood. And, and the landlord did not accuse you of uh, of lying about the whole thing and, no. and threatened to evict you? No, this one lived upstairs at the time, so he was very concerned about them being in the building because it, he had <laughs> his own skin in the game here. Um, yeah, but then that's not even the end of my rat stories, Keith. Wow. I was riding my bike to WGN Radio about a year and a half ago, 5 o'clock in the morning on a summer day. Perfect time. Riding it down Irving Park Road underneath the red line by Ann Sather Park. And I see up ahead of me a rat going across the street. And I shriek, no! And it stops. And I couldn't <laughs> hit the brakes. So I kept going. I'm like, all right, he stopped. He's going to let me go by. Nope. As soon as my bike gets right to where he's at, he runs, gets caught in my back wheel, spins around in my back wheel, flips in the air. I look behind me as I see him in the air and he hits the ground on all fours and runs off. I'm screaming. I'm shrieking. I'm going crazy. I'm worried that I have like rat urine sprayed all over me. And a pickup truck all of a sudden like slams on the brakes, does a U-turn and he hops out and he's like, what happened? And I told him and he's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> nobody wanted that. So I rode my bike all the way down the lakefront path, shrieking and squealing and having a panic attack as people looked at me like I was the crazy girl who needed to be committed. <laughs> work. 
I'm like five minutes before I'm supposed to be there. And uh, Roger Badish, God bless him. He's like, did nobody tell you you were supposed to be here a half hour ago? And I am pumping out hand sanitizer, washing my body, spraying my bag down with Lysol. And he's like, what is wrong? And I tell him and he's like, you know what? You be as late as you want. I'm going to go take care of the next newscast. You settle down. (laughs) And I'm sure that's not where the rat stories end. Well, yeah. I mean, who knows what the future holds? Oh, God, I hate them. I hate them so much. (laughs) I can't even drive past a union work site that has the big rat, blow up rat out in front of it. Because I'm freaked out by it. Uh, yeah. And, and you, you can't, uh, and you can't go anywhere in Chicago without ultimately running into one of those giant inflatable rats. So that's, that, that's, exactly. that's the toughest part or real rats. And even my dog, Daisy, my current dog kind of looks like one. She's gray. She's got a pointy nose and whiskers. Oh yeah. See, that'll cause nightmares now. And, and now that I've made you relive these scenarios, you probably will have the, the rat related nightmares. I probably will. They're so gross. They're so gross. <laughs> and when you do, you'll know exactly who to thank. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. <laughs> okay. Stories. <laughs> yeah. You know what? One day I'm going to have a good story for you. And if you think you can top Jen's tale of rodent invasion, shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. Gabatron?